you deserve to live life with confidence. We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better. What's holding you back from being the most confident you? What's up, guys? I'm Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness, and I'm here with the wonderful Brooke Brewer. What's up, everyone? I'm super, super excited. We're finally launching this podcast. This is this has been a long time coming, guys. We've we've been talking about doing this for a while. Uh, we've been so excited to share just great content with you guys. What you can expect to hear from this podcast is how to live life with confidence through our three main pillars: fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle habits. We've we've become so passionate over the years from our stories and our backgrounds on how to live a healthier, happier life. And we, we couldn't keep that to ourselves. This is something that we had to share with you guys. We, we can't wait to drop some of these knowledge bombs for you guys. So you can find a simple and effective plan to start living a healthy lifestyle. You know, and it, it, it's, it's so interesting with just the way things have changed in today's world and society. We've got so much comparison and, you know, we've had so many conversations with people just between our industries and between what we do. And we've found such a disconnect between confidence that people have in their own skin. And we just, we really feel like there's just so much value that we can share with our experiences to help you live life confidently in your own skin, not comparing yourself to other people, not looking at what you should be, what you think you should be, all the different things, and really just be confident in yourself. And, you know, I know I'm super excited. I know, Danny, you're super excited. We just, we've got lots of great content to share with you. And we just, like Danny said, we can't keep it to ourselves anymore. It's, it's too big of a secret, Brooke. It's it, it needs to be out there, and, and we're excited to do that. And it's you, you kind of touched on it. Like when it comes to being more confident, that that's what drew us into fitness. That's what drew us into eating healthy. That what drew us into having a better mindset is just really struggling with that that confidence level, that self esteem, and you know a lot of the tactics and, and tricks and, and secrets, if you will, that that we're going to talk about here in this podcast is is what we use to to kind of get out of that funk. Before we get into the fun stuff, we should introduce ourselves a little bit. I think we both have a very unique story that really just explains why why we're doing this podcast and why we feel that we have so much to share. So, Danny, would you be willing to share with everyone what brought you to this point in your life? Yeah, you know, and you kind of hit it, you know, we both know each other's stories. Um I was always reluctant for a long time to share my story, right? Just the, again, going into that self-esteem and confidence and the perception of, if you will, uh, you know, if I told my story, but I have started to tell my story a little bit more recently and, and, and have had a, a really good kickback from that. And a lot of people really encouraged and, and motivated, you know, and, and, and that's what we're all about. That's, you know, whether it's you and I, whether it's raw fitness, like we just want to help, you know, we have the mission here at raw fitness to help over 10,000 people in the local area to live a more confident, healthy lifestyle. And I think, you know, it's, it's because of our background story that has allowed us to have that passion and that drive. So for me, it, it wasn't, it didn't start at raw fitness, right. Five, six years ago, um, you know, taking it back to when I was a kid, you know, I was, I was active, I was happy, I was fun. I was, you know, I was, I was always running around doing things and, and just enjoying life. Right. And then, you know, you, you turn 12, 13, 14 years old and, 
you know, things get a little bit different, right? You start to go, you start to f- try to figure out who you are and, you know, what, what you're supposed to do and, and what life really looks like being a part of society. And, you know, for me, my family was great. I had a lot of, I had a lot of support within my family, but, you know, I, I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a trailer park. So, you know, uh, not being stereotypical, but it, it doesn't necessarily attract, you know, the most prominent types of people. Um, and, you know, just the environment that I was around, um, you know, showed me different things. I mean, it's, it's sad to say, you know, but when you're 13 years old, you know, we had, we had friends that, that died of, of drug overdose at a young age. We had, uh, you know, I still have friends today that were in and out of prison that are still in prison. Um, you know, seeing people, you know, do some heavy drugs, heroin and all that at 13, 14, like that's what I thought life was. And that's, that's the type of like path I, I thought I had to go down. Right. Um, and then myself, I, I started to do some of those same type of things and got really caught up in drugs. Uh, I dropped out of school when I was 16, you know, and you know, I, I actually started selling drugs cause that's, that's what the people around me were doing. And that's what I thought. That's just what I thought. Right. That's again, when you're around a certain environment, that's, that's what you think you're, you're supposed to do. And I was let me tell you, living a very unhealthy lifestyle. Right. And, you know, I saw these guys and they were, they, they looked successful. They seemed happy. They were getting all the girls, right. I'm 14 years old. I, you know, you got a lot of hormones and you're 14. And so I thought that's, that's, that's the the case that of what I needed to do. And, you know, I got to a point, it was, it was, it was funny when I look back at it now, but it wasn't then is I had all these people around me that were saying like, this guy is no good. Like, you know, this guy is not worthy, right? He, he doesn't deserve, um, to have, uh, or to live a, a, a good life, right? He, he's not doing good things and, and all that. And probably rightfully so, right. I was making poor decisions. I wasn't a bad person. Um, I wasn't like bad to people, but I just made stupid decisions as a kid. And, you know, even my, uh, I'll tell you a story. My, my wife, my now wife, she was my girlfriend back then. Um, we had a teacher that you know went out of his way to find her in the hallways and say like, Hey, you need to get away from this guy. He's no good. Right. And luckily now I can laugh about it and she can, you know, rub it in his face if she ever sees him. I don't know. But, um, but you know, I had a lot of that situation and, and friends, parents and all that because of the decisions I made, I just, I made a lot of poor decisions. Um, I got into a lot of drugs. I, I got into a lot of trouble legally because of the drugs and, and different things there. And it, everything I was doing, I thought I was doing to be more confident, to be, to fit in, um, to, to fit in with the environment that I was around. That's, that's just what I thought. Right. And it wasn't the case. I, I came to a point where I was so miserable and so depressed, um, that I, I, I prayed to God, to be honest, for the first time in a long time. And, you know, I was like, I need, I need something. And I, and I, I wholeheartedly feel that, um, whatever your belief is, whether it's God, the universe, what have you, that you, you get put into situations that you're asking for, right? So if I wanted a situation to be happy, if I wanted a situation to be more confident, I felt I was put into those situations in order to figure that out and learn a certain lesson in life. And and that's what happened. I I, I got in a lot of trouble. Um, it was like, you know, my 10th different situation. And luckily the, the judge, uh, you know, felt sympathy for me or empathy or just saw something in me and gave me another shot. And, you know, I, I kind of ran with it. You know, I, I, I found, I remember this day, it was, it was February. Um, and I, I was 20 years old and I just sat in the, I just sat in the snow crying, like in the middle of the night, like, man, this is not the life I wanted to live. And, 
you know, I, that's when I prayed and I was like, what do I have to do? Like, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? This is obviously not it. And, um, the next day I was watching a college basketball game and, um, it was hype. It was like triple overtime. I was loving it. I was jumping up and down and I was like, man, the last time I was happy is when I was active, when I was doing that, when I was playing sports. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that. So I started like emailing like college coaches and all this, mind you, I didn't have a high school diploma at this point. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at 15 to 20 years in prison based on that point. And God gave me another shot. And I, uh, you know, I, I took the opportunity. I started doing push-ups and sit-ups and eating peanut butter and jelly. Cause I thought that was the healthiest thing I could eat. And, um, I just, I just started working towards a goal. Right. And, and that's kind of when it all flipped for me is, is figure out like, this is obviously not the path I want to do. And it's, you know, I, I don't know what that old saying is or that quote, but like you keep doing the same thing, expecting the same results or whatever it is. Like it, you got to make a change if you don't like the way you're living. And, you know, that's based on, you know, unfortunately situations that I put myself in, in, in a dark place where I was very, very depressed. Um, I, I had to change or else I was going down a bad road, continuing going down a bad road. And, um, I'm super, super thankful that I went through that. And I have, luckily I have a loving wife that was willing to put up with me and all the crap I did. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And first, thank you for sharing that. I, you know, I've heard that before. I know we've talked about it, but it, it is powerful. And, you know, first off <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> I don't care if you think that was good at the time. Um, I always think that's good because they're delicious, especially with toast. <laughs> But regardless, um, no, I, I think that that's so powerful and, you know, I appreciate your story, but I also, there's just so much value in what you had to say. You know, I, I took away a lot from that. I I take a lot away a lot from your story, but, you know, just knowing that your road that you're living in the moment is not who you are, are where you are, not, it's not who you are. And I think that's just so valuable to know is you're, you're not who you are in a specific moment. If that's not who you want to be, you can always make yourself different. And so I think that, um, it's amazing that you were able to go through what you went through and come out of it where you are now. I mean, you're a gym owner. You've inspired so many people, well over a thousand people in health and fitness and, um, I'm proud of you as your friend. And I, I I know everyone that knows you is as well. So thank you for sharing that story with us. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Brooke. I really do. Um, you know, and I think it's it's really cool coming from you, especially, right? Cause because you have your own unique story. And I think you coming away with with that realization and, and hearing that from mine in terms of um you aren't you know, who you are, like, or the, the things that you've, you've been through or gone through or, or the decisions you make doesn't define you. Um, I think that it is very powerful, but it, it, I think it really speaks to your story too, right? There, there's definitely some things that you went through that I'm aware of that I think, you know, could have took you down the, the, the long, dark road. And, and part of it did to like define who you were, but it, but it really didn't as you came to find out, you know, so I, I would love to, to kind of hear your story and, and, you know, how you've kind of getting over that hump and, and, you know, not let, you know, situations define you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why we've connected so much um, because we do have in a way, a similar story. You know, I, my whole life took a pivot about seven years ago and it did, it made me feel like I had to redefine who I was and I'm grateful 
beyond belief for everything I went through. And even if it was some horrible experiences and, um, but again, it's, it's all these, these paths in life that shape you to be who you are, um, I think just make us stronger. So, you know, a little bit of backstory about myself. Um, I was always very athletic. My dad actually um, was a big time football player. He actually had a full ride scholarship to Michigan um, for as a running back, but um, he blew out his ACL his senior year and unfortunately lost that. My mom jokes that I wouldn't be around if he got that scholarship. So (laughs) we have to be happy for that. But um, so, so just athletics was in my blood. I actually played tackle football. I played hockey with all the guys, you know, that just was something that I loved to do. Um, but it was interesting. I was watching TV one day and, um, I always wanted to be an Olympic athlete. I didn't know what, (laughs) like I had no idea in what event, but I knew that I wanted to be an Olympic athlete. And I was watching TV one day and we were watching the X games and the event snowboard cross and Lindsay Jacob Bellis, one of the most decorated women in snowboard cross was racing. And I just remember looking at that TV and looking at my dad and going, I want to do that. I want to be her. And then five years later, not even actually probably three years later, I met her. I was competing with her. I was friends with her. Like I ended up just figuring out what the sport was, how to compete in it, how to do it. Um, ended up qualifying for nationals, which um, brought me onto a pre-Olympic snowboard team. I actually uprooted my entire life, my sophomore year of high school, living in a small town of Michigan. Obviously, <laughs> they do not have good resorts to be a professional snowboarder. So naturally, um, my parents moved me out to Colorado. They came out with me, bless their souls. They uprooted everything to help me pursue my dreams. Um, and that was what life was for me. Um, I was training to go to the 2018 Olympics. 2014 would have been nice, but I just, I didn't think it was going to be in the cards for me, especially after working with some coaches and just seeing where my goals were. So I gave up most of my high school. I gave up my college experiences and I competed and had the goals and aspirations to be an Olympic athlete. Um, the rigorous trainings, the, you know, workouts, the serious, 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 just mental struggles that we were going through. And um, I actually in high school kind of associated with the snowboarding, but also um, just with personal things. Um, I actually had developed depression when I was a sophomore in high school. And so not only was I navigating being a professional athlete, but I was also navigating a world that my family wasn't familiar with. Um, my brother actually is a leukemia survivor. He's 21 years in remission. Um, and so that was what my family thought sickness was, um, what you could see on the outside. And I was struggling with these inner demons and no one in my family really understood them. So because of that, I didn't. So I was kind of secretively struggling with depression all through high school, was doing a lot of self-harm, um, lots of just you know, kind of um, irresponsible, irrational things. Um, And then when I got very deep into my snowboard career, um, I had a very, very severe injury. So I actually suffered a serious concussion, but then a month later I suffered another concussion. So I got what's called second impact syndrome. 
which is categorized as a severe um, traumatic brain injury. Um, And so unfortunately, my doctors had told me I had to stop snowboarding. I couldn't compete anymore. And it just was a a slam in the face of just everything that I was doing. I mean, if you could imagine being on the road, doing all the things and one stupid jump that just sent me flying ended my snowboard career. And it was, I mean, it it was the most excruciating mental pain I, I could have ever went through, not only having to give up my dream, but having to figure out what my new purpose was in life. And that really, really sent me down a downward downward spiral. I absolutely did not want to live anymore at all. I wanted it to be done. Um, I just, I didn't know what my purpose was and I couldn't figure out because all my life was, was snowboarding. And then I was finally starting to really realize that I had depression and then going through these you know, the, the brain traumas, the vertigo, the the vomiting, I couldn't stand up straight. It just, it, life wasn't worth it anymore to me. And, um, you know, so I was, I was very heavily medicated. I was on a lot of drugs. I was on a lot of, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicines on top of painkillers because I had injuries after injuries. And I remember one day, um, realizing that I ha- I was emotionless. I My great-grandma had passed away, who was my absolute best friends of all best friends. And I remember not being able to cry at her funeral. I remember almost like feeling like I could laugh. And I know they say grief comes in different waves, but I left that funeral and I came home and I remember having a conversation with my mom. Like, I don't like to feel this numb anymore. And so I actually decided I was going to get off my um, antidepressants. It was just this very pivotal moment of, I don't really know if I want to live anymore, but I sure as heck don't want to live feeling numb. And so I got off my antidepressants and I almost just kind of in my mind gave myself one more chance to see if I wanted to live. And so I was like, you know what, let me find if there's a way that I can manage my depression more holistically, more naturally. So I started learning about plant medicine, essential oils. I started learning about really the benefits of fitness that was not in relation with my snowboard career, but fitness for my health and wellness, which was very different for me. I've never had to work out for myself. I was working out for my sport, if that makes sense. And so I was learning all these all these different things. And now here we are almost seven years later. Um, I'm medication-free. I am very, very, very well aware of my personal depression and what manages it. And I think that as much as that was horrific to go through, and I would never wish mental health on my worst enemy. I also am forever thankful that God chose me to have depression because I feel like my story and what I've learned and what I've overcome through my depression has helped inspire so many people. And that's why I'm just so honored you want me to co-host this podcast with you because I feel like together we have just so much incredible value to bring on what we've learned and our experiences and the things that we've researched. And with that, I just I just can't wait to to just continue our journey of inspiring and impacting people and helping everyone just be more confident in their own skin. 
Yeah, Brooke, that's that's wild, man. I mean, that I, I knew some of that. I, I didn't know all of that. I think that's awesome that you're willing to share that. Um, and I, I can only imagine, like, especially being at that high level, right? You know, we know that comes with a lot of pressure, like doing that and working so incredibly hard and then, you know, almost having it ripped away. Like, I can see how that can be so tough on somebody and making it, you know, where, you know, you work, you, you do everything to become an Olympic athlete. You have to sacrifice so much, like you said, and like, it's, it's hard not to, you know, make that like your definition of who you are, but it's, it's show that it's not. And I think your story, similar to my story, we almost kind of come to the same type of peak through different scenarios. It's, it's really like we were put in those positions so that we could develop the passion for the next journey in our life and, and be able to share with people like we are doing here. You know, I think, you know, the first off, it's f- super funny. Your, uh, your dad had scholarships playing running back. My dad had scholarships playing running back, blew out both his knees and couldn't go. That's super weird that we both had that same kind of situation uh, with our family. More and more I get to know you, we have very similar situations and stories. That's funny. But I, I think like, like with that and with your story and like, coming to that, that heavy situation of like, you had the multiple concussions back to back, they were severe. And then getting to that tipping point of like, okay, this is not right. This is not how I want to do. And it's similar to like the, the, the situation that I, I went through, like being in and out of jail, most of my teenage years, you know, I, I was in jail for Christmas and Thanksgiving when I was like 18, like it was stupid. And like getting to that point where I, I hit that final straws, like, this is not what I want, you know? And I, I think that was the time the universe was telling us like, Hey, it, now it's time for you to learn this lesson so you can pass this to others. And I think that that was the start of this podcast, whether it was seven years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And I'm, I'm really excited for being able to share our stories and, uh, show how we, you know, no matter how dark somebody's situation is, you can definitely get out of it. There, there's ways to get out of it. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned from my, my situation. And even just from hearing yours is like, there's always a lesson to be learned no matter, no matter what the situation is. Um, Cause I ran into it kind of similar to what, what you said with the, the story. I, I did eventually make a college basketball team. I went back, got my GED. Um, I had my brother to support me. He drove me back and forth because I got my you know, license taken away, different things there. Um, I ended up making a college team, uh, gave me an opportunity. I tried out, I made it. Um, and then, you know, I, I ended up loving the, the, the getting my mind right in the fitness side of the basketball as much as anything else. I think, again, it was just my stepping stone to learn health and fitness and confidence in life, just like yours was that you had to learn the holistic way of dealing with everything that you were dealing with. Um, I think that that was our lesson that we had to learn of like not letting these situations define us to find like something that we are passionate about, that we're good at, that we can naturally help others with and help a lot of people with and start to share that through our story and through our own mission. And that's, that's what we're going to do for you guys. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm just, I'm so excited because I totally, you know, I think both of our stories are just proof that not everyone lives these wonderful lives. And, and, 
you know, I get so many questions all the time from people, you know, why, like I have a semicolon tattoo on my wrist, very obvious for people to see. And I get so many people who don't understand what the semicolon tattoo even stands for. Ask me, why do you have a semicolon tattooed on your your wrist? And then I tell them, you know, it's, it's suicide awareness. You know, the author could have chose to end the sentence, but continued on. And that's your life. You know, you, you know, I could have chose to end my story and I chose not to, I chose to continue on. But the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, people always say, well, why do you want to share that with people? Like, isn't that personal? Yeah, it's very personal, but we see too much of the filter of people's lives. You know, I, I had no idea half your story, Danny because, uh, you know, until we really talked about it, but from the outside, you know, you seem like just such a well-educated, put-together person, a very successful, you know, gym owner, a successful individual, a dad, a husband, but, you know, you have a story. And and that's just proof that, yes, you know, we've, we've got Instagram filters, we've got, you know, selfies and all the different things that you can do that make people seem so perfect on the outside. But yes, there's a story behind everybody. And I think that that is why now more than ever, people lack that confidence that because they're so, oh, that person's body is so perfect. What am I doing wrong in the gym? Why can't I get that? I just need to go on this fad diet. I need to do this, this, this. When in all reality, that could also just be as simple as a filter. And so Yes, you know, we're not going to sit here and talk about social media with you guys. We've got so much great things that we want to bring to you from myths to different health and fitness topics to how we messed up in life, like all just different things that we've learned and bring so much good value, good information. And we always just hope that you leave these podcasts feeling inspired, feeling educated, and just feeling like you're not alone and you can be confident in your skin because you are you and that is so unique and you are unique because you're you and no one else can be you and that's your superpower superpower beautifully said brooke i I couldn't have said it any better so uh, that's hopefully you guys got a lot from from learning a little bit about who we are and and what we have to share and why we want to share what we what we plan to share with you guys and we went a little longer today uh some of our other episodes might not go quite as long but looking into uh next episode what you can expect from that is what what are the the seven plus things that you might be doing wrong right now with your health and fitness and maybe some tips on what you can do a little bit differently so you can start to feel amazing get better results and as brooke said live life with confidence and at any point, if you want to subscribe to our channel to share this podcast with anybody, please don't hesitate to do so. You know, that will help us in our mission to just impact people's lives and to help every one of you live life with confidence. Mm-hmm.